the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. The Bible tells all of us who are blessed to be a part of the body of Christ to be imitators of Christ. One of the many reasons why we're told to be imitators of Him is because Jesus is the head of the church. By design, the head leads and guides the body into the direction it's supposed to go. The body is supposed to follow the leading and direction of the head by going in the direction and doing what the head said. God designed the body of Christ to operate the same way. We Christians who are the body of Christ are supposed to do the same thing that our head Jesus Christ does. We're to follow the lead of our head and do whatever our head Jesus Christ communicates to us, his body, that we should do. Whatever the head does, we're supposed to follow and do. Whatever the head doesn't do, we're supposed to follow his lead and not do the same thing too. That's because being imitators of Christ is what God the Father told all of us, his children, we ought to do. God wants us to be imitators of Christ. So come on, let's be imitators of Christ. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Hebrews chapter 5. And get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live. That's going to be to aid and assist you and know what you need to do so that you can lift his name up on high like y'all were singing and dancing that you were willing to do. Praise God. We're going to continue the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being Imitators of Christ. Because that's the way we're going to lift God's name on high. At least that's what he designed for you and I. And that's that he desires you and me, those who are born again, that as we move forward with winning in this life like he wants us to win and win again, that we be imitators of him and live this thing out like he wants us to do so that other people can be blessed just like me and you. Now, we're going to read the foundational text, which, of course, is going to be a blessing to you. Then we're going to move forward into some more information today that's going to be even greater blessing for you so that you can learn exactly what it is that God expects of me and you as we move forward as imitators of God like he desires us to do. Let's start reading in verse uh, 1 of Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We'll start, huh? Well, let's do Ephesians. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Let's do Ephesians. But we're going to do Ephesians chapter 5. That's the foundation of the text that we're going to teach today. Praise God. It's going to bless you if you got a need to hear what the Lord's going to say. And if not, well, praise God. It's just always good to see you in church. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5. We'll start reading in verse 1. It says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. 
but fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be ye not therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Buy it back. Make full use of it. Why? Because the days are evil. Now, y'all know these some evil days out here. Praise God. I know you know that. These some evil days out here. Just watch the news. It'll tell you that this is some evil days out here. I mean, stuff is going on that ain't ever went on. Stuff that ain't going on in America right now that ain't never went on. I mean, praise God. Before it was clear that America was a Christian nation. Praise God. It was founded on Christian principles. Every Jewish prudence was designed on Christian principles. And the people of it, for the most part, operated according to Christian principles and did what it is that the Word of God says do. But at this point in time, in this point in human history, you'd never think that America had nothing to do with Christianity, the way it's conducting what it do. I'm talking about from the top to the bottom, from the president all the way down to the people that walk the streets, are pushing forward and moving forward agendas that are totally the opposite of everything that God is about. Total opposite of everything that God is about. It's not a political statement. It's just a reality. I'm talking to you as a Christian. Praise God. Everything from the president all the way down. Praise God. It's doing the opposite of what God did when God, when God was around. Including the church too. Whereas many times in the church, the opposite is happening of everything that it is that God is all about. And because of that, Satan is moving forward. Because darkness can only move forward where light is not. Because if light functions like it's supposed to, then darkness can't move forward. Because darkness by definition is an absence of light. Which means that the only reason why darkness can move forward is because there's an absence of light, which means if light ain't doing what light's supposed to do, darkness will take the space that light was, was supposed to. See, we're supposed to be in charge. We're supposed to be living large. We're supposed to be living this thing out like we're supposed to, where darkness can't even come out and do what darkness want to do. But the only reason why darkness is doing what it's doing is because we ain't doing what we're supposed to do. That's why God say, wake up, church. God is talking to his church right now. He's saying, wake up. Quit sleeping. Trying to live out the American dream. Whereas you think life is all about living and, and, and living in some cute little house with a picket fence and, 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 and doing everything that's the total opposite of everything that God is talking about. He's telling the church, wake up. Wake up. Because we're the sleeping giant. We're the most powerful people on the face of the earth. But we're not living like that. We're living like the rest of the earth. And God said, no, no. I'll quit acting like Fools. God's talking to his children. 
He said, quit acting like fools. You know, a daddy can talk to his kids like that. He said, quit acting like fools and be wise. Quit living life like they live and be circumspect. Buy back this time and use this time wisely and live this thing out like I want you to do. You are children of light. Then walk as children of life. Order your life according to it. Why? Because there's a world out here, praise God, that needs to find out who God really is. But if he is, don't act like he is, they'll never find out who he is. Because God designed us to be able to show the world who he is. We're supposed, supposed to show the world what's right. We're supposed to live it that way both day and night. But unfortunately, we live in one way by day and another way by night. And God said, baby, that's not right. I want you to live this thing out like I want you to do. It's time for the church to wake up and come on, live the life that God's got for me and you. Quit chasing a a life that the world is providing you. Quit chasing a world where you live out the thing that he wants you to do. Where you try to accumulate enough degrees to be a a thermometer. Praise God, but yet you ice cold to what God wants you to be about. Whereas you walk around trying to live in a house and uh, have a nice little car and then you and that little gnome get you some tickets and go travel far. Praise God. And you live in the total opposite of everything that what God designed for you. God said, no, come on, live the life that I bought you. The one that's already been bought and paid for by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Now it's time for it to be lived out. Where, where sin abounds, the Bible said grace that much more abounds. And God is talking to his church right now and he's got to give his church everything that's necessary so that we can shine like the people of light that we're supposed to do. Take back territory that was always supposed to be me and you and begin to start causing this thing to be lived out like it's supposed to. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. But the way we're going to do that is by being imitators of him. Imitators of him. And that's what he told us to do. And we're supposed to do that as dear children, beloved children, folk who love our daddy. And we're not doing something that he making us do. No, we love our father. And because of that, we want to live out what he want us to do and be followers of him. We found out that that word followers means imitators. We're supposed to imitate God in everything we do. We're supposed to mimic him. We're supposed to do what he do, conduct himself the way he conducts himself. Because why? We representatives of him. We his children. So we're supposed to represent him righteously and represent him rightly so the people can know what's really going on with God. Because this world is thinking that what they're saying is okay. And they're coming back and telling us that we ain't walking the right way. And so how dare you bring this up? How dare you talk about this? How dare you deal with this? Excuse, excuse me? I'm wrong for being right? And you right for being wrong? Twisted. But the Bible says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. But one of the reasons why they keep calling evil good and good evil is because they even look in the church and see evil. They don't see the good that it is that's supposed to be lived out. It ain't seeing what it is that's supposed to be. So they think it's okay to be like they be. But no, they're supposed to find out what God's about from being with you and me. That we should be able to speak to to them just like Jesus spoke to Philip. And say, how long have you been with me? That you haven't seen that when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And when you've talked to me, you've talked to the Father. Because we don't say nothing other than what he say. We don't do anything other than what he, what he do. And we sure don't find ourselves doing anything that he wouldn't do. We just have us to live this thing out like he want us to. So that we can be imitators of him and cause the rest of this world to get, be delivered just like he wants us to do. Because we got two reasons for why we do what we do. Number one is because we love the Lord with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our might. That's why we ain't scared to live right. Because we love the Lord with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our might. And because we love him like that, we want to live right. I said we want to live right. Turn my mic on, please. I said we want to live right. Praise God. And begin to start living this thing out like we're supposed to. We think Christianity means that I'm free to do what I want to do. The devil is a lie. You think you just got a get out of hell free card so you can go ahead and live any kind of way you want to. The devil is a liar. 
God says, no, there's a specific way that I want you to live now that I set you free and do what I want you to do. And our number one reason, because we love the Lord. We ain't scared of death. That's already been solved. God has set us free from the law of sin and death. That's not the problem. But he did hook us over with the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus. So the life that's in Christ Jesus ought to be the spirit that's on me and you. That we live out the life that was in Christ Jesus. And he was somebody that loved his father just like me and you. And because we love God back because he loved me and you first, we love God back and we're willing to live out what he wants us to live out. Reason number two is because we love our neighbor as ourselves. And just like we found out what's true and began to start doing what we ought to do, we love them enough to be able to live right too. Because we love them. Because we know that if, if they know we Christian and they see us do the opposite of everything that God do, then they're going to think it's right to do wrong because they've been watching me and you. I said they're going to think it's right to do wrong because they've been watching me and you. And we ain't going to mislead nobody. We ain't going to deceive nobody. We ain't going to trick nobody by living one thing, but it really is supposed to be another thing because they think that that's supposed to do. Because remember, you are the epistles that the Lord has written. You're the book that they're going to read before they read the real book. Because this book was written to the believers. You're the one that's written to the unbelievers. This book is written to the believers. You're the epistle that's written to the unbeliever. And they're supposed to watch you and determine what they're supposed to do and determine what's right and what's not right. Why? Because they've seen real Christians like you. I'm so glad that God is raising up a people, a remnant of people, up in here, up in here, up in here, that's going to live this thing out like God want them to do. That's why the devil fears. He's scared. I, was, I, I saw him over on the corner the other day. Praise God, him and his little demons, they was talking that day. Talking about, man, word of faith getting stronger and stronger. Did you hear what they teaching up in there? They teaching people how to be imitators of Christ. And they was like, oh no, that's our worst nightmare. We better get out of here. I think they said they was going to move to Austin or something. Praise God. I think this. I think this. <laughs> Hallelujah. You say they liberal up there. Let's move to Austin. But well, we coming up there too. There's no place you can hide. Hallelujah. We found out we're supposed to live like God. We found out Jesus is our example. Greek word prototokos. Praise God. He's, our, he's the prototype of how we're supposed to live this thing out. He was our example. And what a tremendous example he was. We found out one of the main reasons why he came down was to set us free. To be able to pay the price for you and me of the sin that we were caught up in. But yet I thank God he did that. That's what allowed us to be reconciled back to the Father. But there's a second thing that he did while he was here too. And he operated as the example for me and you. So that when we become children of God, we know how children of God do what they do. So we can look at Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and make sure that we're living out our faith the way it's supposed to be lived out. Because if Jesus did it, we're supposed to do it. Because he was the firstborn of many brethren. See, we the many brethren that he was the firstborn of. Which means that we're supposed to look up to our big brother and say, how did you do what you do? I'm going to do it just like you. Praise God the way it's supposed to be done. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because he was the carbon copy of God. He was the express image of God. He was the figure stamped of God. Which means everything that God was about, he was about. That's why we are about the same thing too. Because we're supposed to be about what he about. Because we found out the ultimate aim of a Christian life is not to get a new house, is not to get a new car. Come on now, it's not to get some money and try to get you a honey. That ain't, that ain't, the, that ain't the ultimate aim of our life. Look at your neighbor's eye, I ain't know that. Praise God, amen, praise God. That is not the ultimate aim in life. Hallelujah. The ultimate aim in our life is to display Christ's likeness. Thank you for them four amens and and them six grunts too. I take them too. Praise God. <laughs> it's to display Christ's likeness. That's the ultimate aim in our life. Because we found out it always was God's plan for man to be imitators of God. That's why he created us in his image and after his likeness. 
Image means resemblance. Likeness means mode or mannerism, which means we conduct ourselves just like he does too. That's always been God's plan for me and you. That's why the second Adam, Jesus, came back and restored us back to the Father so that we can begin to start living this thing out like we're supposed to. And then he turned around and said, now, come on, live it like I do because I'm going to give you everything necessary to be successful to do. We found out as imitators of God, we're supposed to follow godliness. We're supposed to follow godliness. We're supposed to deny ungodliness and live godly in this world. We found out by denying it, we contradicted. Your life is supposed to be a walking, talking contradiction to the lies of this world. You're supposed to be proof positive of the fact that the devil is lying in this world. Because when they say, can't nobody live like that, they're supposed to look at you and say, wait a minute, you a lie. He living like that. When they say, can't nobody do that, do it like that, they're supposed to say, oh no, that's not true because I met somebody from the mighty word of faith that's living it out like they ought to do. When they say, can't nobody live like that and stuff, they're going to be saying, oh, I know a whole group of people that live like that. I know an 11 o'clock service that's living it like that. Is anybody in here? So that we can be a contradiction of that. So we can find out that there's a life that God gave to live that's better than the one that the devil got to live. You're supposed to irritate the devil just because you woke up. Because wherever you walk around, you're supposed to prove he a liar and his breath stank. Because your life is supposed to contradict, contradict everything that the folk think. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But in order to do that, you got to surrender your life to God. You got to yield your life up to God and give it to God. Because he said Jesus hath given his life to, to the Father as a sweet smelling sacrifice. It's a sweet smell. Why? Because you're living out what the word has to tell. And the only thing left is a funky smell. And trust me. You can get enough of that funky stuff. Praise God. And you don't have to be living like God doesn't want you to live, but you can begin the life that God wants you to live. Last time we got together, ooh, if he wasn't here, get that CD or tape. I'm telling you to bless you. We found out that we're called to be conformed into the image of Jesus. We're called to be called. That's the calling on each and every one of our lives. Pastor, I'm called. I know. You're called to be able to conform into the image of God. You're supposed to be just like Jesus. That's your day. There you go. Start right there. Just be just like Jesus. That's full-time job for some of us. Just be just like Jesus. And we found out there's one that decides whether or not you made it there or not. The one that decided whether or not you're doing it or not. And we found out it's the spirit of holiness. Because we found out in the book of Romans that it's the spirit of holiness that declares that you are the sons of God like you're supposed to be. Spirit of holiness. Now we know God got all kind of names. Mucho names old. Praise God. That's what God got. He got names all over the place. Well, I know it's nombre, but I'm working on it. I'm learning. Praise God. Amen. He's what we, we, we got a whole bunch of names. How about that? Many monikers. Praise God that he's known as. And it wasn't the spirit of truth that determined whether or not you were. It wasn't the spirit of adoption that decided whether you were. It wasn't the spirit of power there and the might that told you that you were. It was the spirit of holiness that tells you you are. And so it, since it's the spirit of holiness, then that means that that's the standard that he uses to determine whether or not you're lining up with the sun like you're supposed to. He checks your holiness. Because if he see holiness, then he declares, determines, he brings the conclusion to the fact that you're what you're supposed to be. You're the right one, baby. And you can go ahead and live this thing out in such a way where you set other folk free. It's your holiness. That's why the devil's trying to send all this stupid teaching into the middle of the church to be able to make sure that you don't live the life out that God intended you to live out so that you can be able to cause people to be saved like you want to. God told the congregation his expectations and he said, I want you to live holy. Praise God. We found out he told them that in the old, he told them that in the new. He told it to them, he's telling it to me and you, that he wants us to live holy. He wants us to live right. We're supposed to do the same thing. We're supposed to live it out. 
because each of us, we found out are called by God to live holy. We are not called to uncleanness. We're called to holiness. And, it's, and the calling that we have on our life is a holy calling. Let me get this right. We got a holy God that lives in a holy city called, called New Jerusalem. He has angels called holy angels. He has holy apostles. Everything about him is holy, holy, holy. And then when they look at you and me, we're supposed to see the same thing too. Because you, his crib that he living in, his cut, his dive, his digs, his, his, his temple, his house. You're the Lord's house now. God don't live in no slum. God lives in the finest, the best of the best. Above all the rest. Does anybody hear me up in here? And you're supposed to be a whole nother community, praise God, than the community in which you're living in. That's why you could be able to stand and say, we are in the world, but we ain't of the world. Because we ain't like everybody else. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 3. I'm going to show it to thee. Praise God. Because once again, I believe walking people through the word to show what I teach. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm walking through the word. I'm going to give you scripture after scripture after scripture so you know it's true. So you know it ain't this little brown round brother from out of town talking to you. You know this is the word that I'm bringing to you. Hallelujah. Ain't no private interpretation. I'm going to show you clear information so that you can know exactly what God intends for you. Straight out the word. Hebrews chapter 3. Let's start reading at verse 1. We're going to see here what the saints of old were called. The saints of old, not old saints, but the saints of old. We're going all the way back to the original church. The one that, that was the first church that rose up right after Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Praise God. The church, the ecclesia, or ecclesia, depends on which Bible school you went to. You know, one is hood and one is suburbs. Praise God, depends on what you went to. But it, it means the same thing, the called out ones. When the church was formed, we're going to find out what the people of the church called each other. We're going to look at what the people of the church called each other. That when they saw each other, this is what they said about one another, or this is what they said to one another. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. It says, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. You know that heavenly calling, I tell you, we're called unto holiness. Partakers of that heavenly calling. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. So Jesus was faithful. He was the high priest, the one that's hooked up back up with the father. He was the apostle, the sent one, the one that was sent to me and you to be able to rehook us back up and teach us how to live hooked up life like we're supposed to. Praise God. He said he was faithful, dependable, trustworthy. He was always doing what it is he's supposed to do. He was always doing what it is that he's supposed to do. Praise God. And then we were supposed to live out the same life as him too. They were living it out. That's why they said, wherefore, holy brethren, I like that. See, they didn't just say brethren. They said holy brethren. Holy brethren. Speaking about what they see. Speaking about what they were supposed to be. That they supposed to be holy. See, the church right now, we too busy just being brethren. God said, let me take you back to the beginning. Let me take you back to the prototype. Let me take it away that it was walking the way I wanted it to walk. They were holy brethren. Which means when I see you, I'm supposed to see a holy brother. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you learned a little bit more about what God wants all of us to be. That is, imitators of the God who made you and me. I hope even more that you're learning a little bit more about what we can do to be better imitators of God like He wants all of us to do. So, let's do what God wants us to do and be imitators of Him like we have the privilege to do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, 
Just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassing Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And to all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we have something for all of you to do, especially if your New Year's resolution was to get closer to God. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the brothers from Word of Faith prepare for the sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. What a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers of Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.